Read. Junk. Read. Junk. Read. Junk. Hey everyone, I'm back with a new episode. Um, It's been a while, like five months about. I just haven't really been in the mood to do episodes or I've really been just busy with work. In all honesty, I've just been needing a break mentally from things. Plus, it's like there's just so many other people that have podcasts these days. It's like, why why do you want to listen to me? There's actually some good podcasts you can listen to. Uh, Mark Washman of Rupert George, he just released one. Cooley has his Supernova Saturdays that he does, and then he does the car sessions. So, I mean, there's other people that are doing a lot of awesome stuff and talking with some with some musicians that won't come on here. Um, but I figured I'd, I'd, I'd get some of the regulars back on the podcast, and this time it'll be Chris, Joe, and Ray, and we talk about music industry and COVID. When do you think it'll be comfortable going back to concerts? A little bit about Comic-Con and how we're missing it this year. We get into politics a bit. Uh, Sorry about that. And then we talk about some things that we're watching, like TV shows and movies. We end things up with discussing some of our favorite Halloween movies that we watch during this time of year. It doesn't have to necessarily be Halloween the horror movies but just kind of movies that put you in the mood hopefully i'll do more episodes coming up soon it's sometimes it's a good escape sometimes i just i don't have the energy for it we'll see how things go it just takes time preparing questions believe it or not (laughs) you know um but i sometimes i'd rather just do art on the off hours um speaking of which you can visit my t public store at tpublic.com slash user slash brian kremko or you can visit my instagram page brian kremko art to see what I've been working on, maybe purchase something uh, that will help out support this podcast and my site. So let's get this episode going. Here's Chris, Joe, and Ray talking about a whole bunch of stuff right here on the Rejunk Podcast. Do we have to sing the theme song, or do you throw that in later? It's a re-joke podcast. That's not enough. We need more. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I haven't done a podcast since June, so it's four or five months. So it's been a while, so I kind of wanted to uh, try to get back into it. I think one of the main reasons why is this is all every musician person has a podcast and I'm like no one wants to hear me talk but now I'm just kind of I'll get back into it slowly but um I figured I'd had some of the regulars on so we got Joe we got Chris and Ray which none of you guys been on th- at the same time so I kind of wanted to mix things up a little bit and just kind of 
talk about whatever comes to mind comic-con movies tv music and politics even i'll even get into that shit um so how you guys doing doing good all right surviving here in pennsylvania yeah ray how you doing all right just keeping busy by working and uh really that's about it yeah and uh so distancing myself from others it's kind of hard to do when you work at where you work yeah yeah that's that's true uh, so that's a challenge within itself but you know it is what it is it's the new world you know and it's not going to change anytime soon have you had to kick people out for not wearing a mask um well, we could, but that actually really hasn't happened because um, for the most part, people are compliant. You know, you just let them know what the rules are and for the most part, they understand the rules because they want to enter, you know, the store and they want they want to purchase stuff. They, they're there they, for... They need their toilet paper, yeah. For centers and stuff like that, you know, so... <laughs> Well, I mean, it's kind of bittersweet talking to you guys this weekend because it would have been Comic-Con this weekend. So, so it's usually for the last couple of years, we've been all going to New York Comic-Con. Chris, I don't know if you've gone to New York Comic-Con before, but. Yeah, I've always wanted to. It just missed out because it's like it find out it's sold out by the time I figured out I want to go out. So I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I probably wouldn't have gone if I don't get press passes, but. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, you know, I didn't go last year cause I was at Disney. My brother went in my stead and he, he didn't really care for the experience too much, but, um, it was good to seeing you guys. Um, yeah, usually our once a year get together. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. That's yeah, go ahead. probably the, the one thing that I miss about, you know, missing out on Comic-Con this year is just the tradition of it. It's become a tradition where we actually... Like meet up every year and hang out and stuff like that. So, you know, that's always fun and it's always something to look forward to. Yeah, we would always have our like Thursday night movie early showing. What was it, last year was the Joker? Yep. Yeah, yeah, the Joker and the Venom before that. And if everything was normal, it probably would have been, I don't know, Venom 2 or. Yeah, I don't know what would have been coming out at this probably, time. It probably would have been Wonder Woman, or no? She that would have been coming out later, I think. I think no, I think. Put, I mean, if everything was normal, cause Wonder Woman and um, what other big Black Widow, those would have been summer movies. But Venom, Venom would have been like the fall movie. Yeah, maybe the Eternals wasn't the Eternals supposed to be the second one this year? Yeah, I yeah, I don't know about that though. I think I think Eternals probably. Would have taken time anyway for it to get released. They probably would have pushed it anyway towards the summer and make it a summer movie. I actually heard. I don't know how much into the how much truth there is into this, but the re, another reason behind why they pushed uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier Disney Plus show is because apparently there's a major plot point that you would have had to see Black Widow before that. So I would imagine that we're not going to see that until maybe like summer next year. Now at this point. Yeah, whenever if Black Widow might even be just shooting for Disney Plus, they announced that that sole Pixar movies going straight to Disney Plus. Yeah, that was without, today, without yeah. the without the premium stuff like Milan. 
it's a it's a bummer missing out on movies too you know like movie theaters are like becoming a thing of the past now and uh you know but the but the drive-ins are picking up that's it's weird because there's drive-ins now popping up all over the place people are doing drive-in concerts people are doing drive-in you know zombie here. horror fests well not there it's new york it's usually a drive-by not a drive-in drive-in strip shows in Atlanta no. it's <laughs> yeah, not really like happening over here uh, I'm sure like West Coast is probably booming with with drive-in and stuff like that that's probably like a really popular thing now yeah there's some I know some bands that I know that like Carbon Leaf they've they, they couldn't they they did some drive-in shows and then some states they couldn't do it because of the restrictions but then i think they're going out to midwest which it's a little bit more lenient i guess um yeah i've seen local h has been doing a lot of them they're they're i think illinois if i don't work if i recall where they've been pushing i probably did a half dozen of them already that i've been seeing the drive-in shows but none of you guys have done any has there been any opportunity to see live music at all even if it well metallic yeah metallica did that uh specifically film for the driving show but i didn't go because it's like what am i gonna go to a driving show by myself when all my friends are in buffalo i'm not gonna charge seven hours just just go go to a driving show Tickets for that were like $120 a car. So if you were just going yourself, it, I mean, I guess that's about a Metallica concert ticket, but or cheap why? Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> then Dropkick Murphy's played Fenway with Bruce. I mean, that was kind of a live stream, but wasn't actually in person. I, I, I've actually been content, though, you know, uh, watching uh, live shows, though, streaming and stuff like that. You know, like, um, Slackers, for instance, uh, played a couple of those uh, live streaming shows and a couple of other uh, Scott bands, uh, like uh, Victims of Circumstance and stuff like that. They made it. They kind of made it a regular thing, though. So it's, it's kind of. Yeah. It, I got burnt out. <laughs> I got the covers. Yeah, the covers were pretty good. Like, I I think out of all, like, the more Scott Twin stuff, like uh, the Goldfinger stuff that I saw really impressed me. And then uh, I know there's another, um, like, late-night talk show, metal-themed late-night talk show in Brooklyn. They did two minutes to late-night. They they're still actively doing a series of covers where they've gotten people from like Cave In, Mastodon, even Les Claypool, and Max Weinberg played a Misfits cover. <laughs> it, was, it was wild. It was like, wait, that's really Max Weinberg. I saw him at backstage at Warp Tour. I'm like, what the hell is he doing here? He was guest of the Misfits, maybe. I don't think the Misfits. Yeah, no, he, no, his uh, his son was like a huge fan so he drove him around to all those shows and now his son plays and drums and slipknot oh i didn't know that hmm what were you talking about we were talking about driving concerts <laughs> and, oh and, oh the slackers that actually dave uh hillard he invited me to a, like a one of their private shows but i was like somewhere in new jersey i'm like yeah i can't if it was somewhere closer i probably would definitely have just sat in the back somewhere with a mask on take some pictures yeah my brother my brother did there's one up in like there's this place called live at drew's in ringwood new jersey where a guy has it like outside he used to have it in his house but he's been doing it kind of outside um 
by like a, the, by the lake and I guess all the neighbors are all pissed off because he's was making money off of doing it so I'd like to keep trying to shut him down so it's like Jesse Malin was playing and like a secret show so my brother saw Jesse Malin uh, recently allegedly uh, <laughs> not to get him shut down or anything but yeah there's been like opportunities for that I'm like yeah I'm just not I'm like I'm not ready to like I don't know when I'm going to be comfortable going to a concert again I'm comfortable I'm comfortable with it though and it doesn't really phase me to be honest like as long as you're wearing a mask and I got my mask on too though uh, have you been to a Scott show spit man or spit a yeah, punk show I'm, spit like <laughs> We're 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 over forty. We stay in the back, so we don't have that spray from the spit valves coming at us. Well, I, I had I had my moment last year where uh, I saw Bleeding Through in Providence, and I am forty two years old, and they kicked into one song, and the breakdown went in, and I don't know, my body started moving. Next thing you know, I was in the pit, and I'm like, I am a senior citizen. I need to get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I I think if there's a when there's a legit vaccine, then I'll be ready to do things. Like I still haven't stepped inside a grocery store. I still been doing online delivery this whole time. Well, hey, think about this. Like I don't know if some of you have been out to like go get like a haircut or any kind kind of general thing. Like yeah. uh, I I went to a barbershop like once. Like every other time I've cut my own hair, there's probably like a stripe of the back that I missed. But um, when you go there, it's, it's like you know the person that you're going in for they didn't sign up to check your temperature and they're just there to cut your hair and it's just a really awkward experience and i thought to that i'm like obviously there's going to be some kind of period of time when we go to shows that there's going to be like a reduced capacity thing before it builds up to what we once had but i don't know if i trust the person who doesn't even know how to frisk me to check my temperature and screen me to say oh they're okay to go in for a show i mean have you been to webster hall i mean they kind of give you a proctology exam (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's so many shows i go to around here and it's you don't even get a pat down there's no security it's just like yeah you're good so i don't even see that really being implemented unless it was some kind of state mandate to say all these venues have to have people outside like the government facilities to check everything and i think just checking checking well, the- temperatures could be the new norm for everything yeah well, the, the, the data that I've seen so far that people have been saying, and I've, I've listened to a lot of music podcasts um, in my spare time when I actually do have time to invest in a podcast, um, a lot of the people have been saying that when you see the shows getting scheduled, obviously don't think anything that's, that was rescheduled in March next year is going to happen. It's pretty much canceled. They just haven't figured out what they can do going forward but um the industry saying fall next year at best for touring in the u.s and i know there's a lot of like weird sporadic things in the midwest that are happening where maybe the numbers a little lower but um i was just listening to a podcast with stick to your guns and they were saying that they think some of these european markets that rescheduled their festivals for like june or july or august are being way too optimistic so i mean I just don't know how any of that's going to work, but I mean, if they're saying fall at best, I mean, I wouldn't imagine that I'm going to be going to any concerts next year just based on that. I mean, I know I say I wouldn't want to go on, but I think the concert bug is going to be itching so bad that I need to hear some loud music in my ears and feel it in me, you know, rather than just in my car, you know, listening to records behind me. As much as I miss it, 
I kind of like I got to the point where I was so burnt out of going to shows that I just was like I haven't been as affected with it as much. Um, but yeah, I, nope. I, I just, um, yeah, go ahead. With you, I'm I'm with you on that, Brian. It's one of the things I just plan on taking a break anyway because I travel almost two hours one way for a show on a work night to go to Pittsburgh and back, and it's just. We've been doing, I don't know, 40, 40, yeah. 40, 40 or 50 shows a year, then gradually turning down the 20 shows. It's just like I just needed a break, and it happened. I'm kind of still enjoying the break, but I kind of still am getting that itch. Yeah, I'm still bummed that I missed Madness. Like, Madness wasn't able to pl- I didn't get to see Madness, but other than that, I mean, I saw one show today, so or uh, th- this year, so at least I was able to, <laughs> to see one show. Um I mean, Ray, are are you burnt out from shows, or you just you want to go back right right away and see stuff, right? Well, only because uh, like I I've already taken a hiatus from from going shows, even when everything was still normal. So, you know, um, now that there really isn't any opportunity to go see shows, I do kind of feel like you know when opportunity presents itself and. I guess venues will reopen and and shows are happening again. Though uh, you know, I'd definitely be more inclined to to venture out and you know catch some live music and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely feel for all the musicians, especially people out in the UK that are just so like right now they're just trying to get funding over there, which it should be happening over everywhere. There's like hashtag Save Our Stages, I think, um, but that's like there's scumbag politician over in the UK saying oh that all musicians should retrain to be like doing other jobs and so everyone was oh, like by, by the way that save our stages you know not to plug because we don't have an agenda here but everybody listening please go to that site fill it out I did it early on it sent emails out to three senators uh, two of them didn't respond back to me but one of them did so it does the message just go back. I did have one of my senators email me. I mean, if it's anything just to kind of get the ball rolling on that conversation, just please go do that. Cause yeah, because it is going to be with venues and musicians. I, I care more about the people that work at the venues and the musicians more than the actual, cause it's just when, when it's all said and done, it's going to just be live nation venues. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the sad part is like, uh, like one of the thing, one of the venues by me, the strand, uh, they, they opened up a GoFundMe at the beginning of this saying, if we don't make $200,000 by the end of the year, we're not going to be able to do this. They're not a live nation owned venue. And I know there's other places like great Scott in Boston that straight up closed. And they tried to do like, um, like they tried to do a breakup of the ownership. Like if you purchased the share, you would own the venue going forward and they were going to move it to a new space. And I mean, I'm just scared. I know that we are not done losing venues and I'm just scared to see what venues can't hold out until the end of next year. You know? Yeah. Like knitting factory is not a live nation for New York, for example, like those like smaller type clubs, it's it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be tough and like look at Broadway it's like Broadway just announced that they're not gonna be opening until spring so it's it's like it's I'm like wondering if the venues can find it in some way that they can just have the bands play and then you buy a ticket and then they have the bands play but then it's like it doesn't make sense it's like it, it gotta be just local bands that play it and then they kind of just rent out the space at least to keep them running at least or do like fundraisers that way. 
it sucks because they got to get really creative on ways to make money because how are these even even like you said broadway the, the local theaters around here the venues they have no money coming in that's their livelihood it's not like they're just also you know, expensive too what's that yeah. Touring is also very expensive too so you kind of have to have money in order yeah ability to tour and go out and play shows yeah and and attract those crowds and, and all that stuff. Well, even like I was saying, if they're having a local play, if they're doing something like the Queen Tribute and it's all local stuff, no one's still going into these shows. And it's an idea, hey, yeah, do live stream of it, but you can probably watch 50 live streams of the same thing on YouTube and it just kind of isn't the same. And I think with some of the bands, like I think Mastodon, I think – I saw that they file for unemployment so they can pay for all of their crew and which is great. I mean, it's, it's not every band can do that, but, um, well, I know Metallica for a fact had their crew on retainer retainer for those that don't know means that they're paying these guys so that if a gig comes up the last minute, they can go and support it with all the roadies, light crew, sound guys, and not every band can afford to do that. I mean, it's really hard. I know that Devin Townsend, um, maybe like two years ago, he had all his band was salaried, but he just couldn't financially do it. So he had to kind of end that band. And it's it, that's the reality that we're looking at, you know, with a lot of these bands and musicians. It doesn't matter how high you are up in the chain. It still hurts when you're trying to help people out and keep them employed. You think, too, how many bands we're going to end up losing because now – they didn't have this. It may have been a hobby, but a lot of the people in the punk and ska and indie scene, they're working a job anyway, and that's kind of a part-time thing. But are they going to even say it's not worth it anymore? So I'm just going to stick with my day job. Well, there, there's another thing that was said early on in this conversation that uh, Live Nation and Ticketmaster were going to start taking like uh, some money out of bands' downside guarantees. And like we're talking like maybe – more than 20%. And that's, that's a big hit for a lot of bands that maybe wouldn't make that money anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the problem with the corporate corporate greed of those places for sure. But it's, it's kind of encouraging seeing like Goldfinger and we are the union and some other bands releasing singles. And there's definitely bands releasing a lot of new music this year. Um, it just sucks that they're not going to be getting as much money as they would in just merch. So I, I would recommend everyone just going to bands, uh, sites, buying all their merch albums. Don't download illegally download, you know, download if you pay for it from the band or right. a place that pays the band like Bandcamp. What were you saying, Ray? I was just saying, though, that uh, I, I noticed that, too, though, that, that um, a lot of bands are making the best of their free time now, releasing new music, you know, putting out albums, putting out, like, EPs and stuff like that. And um, I kind of like that, though. I, I kind of like that type of um, proliferation that's happening, you know, during this period of time. Yeah, I mean, they had to get creative. <laughs> like, my Mike Park releases, like, his stuff that he's come out, like, since the pandemic started is great. Out the Aquabat stuff is all right. Dan P. Dan P's been doing a lot of stuff, too. Some uh, solo re-recordings of songs and putting out some new shirts, and I think he did a benefit. I've been noticing that bands have been doing more like reissues of previous albums or live albums or something like that to kind of make ends meet which I, I don't know if, if 
for the hardcore fan, it's good, but I'm not really a fan of like re-releases or live albums. But hey, if it helps support them, sure. But. Yeah, they can they can do that with the the material they already have and just kind of remaster it with new technology and put it out there for people again. I guess it's easy yeah. to do because there's no there's no really cost to them. They have it already. Just here you go. If it's digital only, they're not paying anything other than maybe upload fees that they need for whoever they're releasing it through. Yeah, now that the vinyl plants are open again, it's like you're starting to see a lot of uh, new like re-releases and stuff that wasn't available for for a while. And there is a little backup because apparently one of the plants in California burned down, but uh, some bands are transferring some things around, and maybe there's a little month or two delay, but things are picking up, and you know record store days are back on track. But you know, unfortunately, by me, most of the stores that I would go to for record store day are not open outside of like the Newberry Comics chain, so. It's, it's a little weird. And the other downside to not being able to see concerts is, I mean, just the downs. it's, it's, it's dark, but it's just because certain musicians pass away. Like Eddie Van Halen just passed away of cancer and then Toots died of COVID, you know, John Prine, like just, just a lot of people have passed away from this and it's just a bummer not being able to see toots again i was happy that i was able to see him the one time um well i i just i just read an article today that said that um maynard from tool actually got it and he's still suffering from it like he still has the rep- respiratory problems so um i don't think we're done with this yet and uh it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna go well you know the longer we're in this one of those things every time you go to a show you know, know if that's the last time you're going to see that band one way or another they're going to break up something happens someone passes away they just stop playing that's how i treated every they- pogue show it's like it could always be the last <laughs> yeah. never know yeah um so uh, to go kind of further into this i mean i guess we could talk about a little bit about politics because lately it's like it's been kind of pol- popping up with certain bands posting political things like the slackers and other like the ska against racism comp which is excellent but just people just like people on the right kind of like stop sharing your opinion for this stuff which i guess people don't listen to lyrics but i've been seeing this happening a lot lately with with just people bitching into other bands and slackers were the latest uh person they get their bands they get the grunt of it but do you, i mean do you see I, I, like in your head do you if you guys were a fan of a person and they supported certain politics would you not listen to them anymore depends on how extreme their politics are when it kind of extends upon the politics and it goes into white supremacy racism no i wouldn't yeah but if you if you have a political opinion Everyone has a political opinion. It doesn't make you a good person or a bad person. That's just part of you, your opinion. So, like Michael Graves, how do you, start, what do you think about that? <laughs> I mean, he, if he's gonna if he's gonna flaunt that he's associated with the Proud Boys, which is a known white supremacist group, guess what? Don't want to listen to you anymore. I'm not gonna associate with that. I'm not gonna support you. And I've just seen him about oh, it was probably last October. He played locally, and then you know one of the nicest guys you could ever meet, but then you get on Facebook, you get on Twitter, you get on Instagram and you just kind of let your brain explode, whatever you're thinking at that instant. And 
not thinking about, hey, what are the repercussions of this? And then you announce, hey, I'm I'm a white chauvinist proud boy, and I don't apologize for what my people did in this country. And I'm just kind of like, bullshit. I don't want to listen to you anymore. Sorry. Yeah. You're on mute now. And it's like I, I see people posting like, oh, like Jerry only is donated to Trump's campaign or like – things like that which i don't know if it's true or not but it's just like the whole conservative punk thing just seems like an oxymoron to me <laughs> i mean i knew michael graves was a conservative punk that never bothered me because it never yeah. really floated over into his yeah, misfit stuff and even his solo stuff so it's like he's he's singing about Pumpkinhead. so why do i care if he's conservative and you know votes republican doesn't really affect me that much because i like his music but yeah, it doesn't affect when, the either so I mean, you think about it. How many how many things do you enjoy in the entertainment world? Whether it's books, movies, music, comics, you don't know the political backing of any of those people. You don't know what those people are like personally. So you're just enjoying what they're putting out in the public, and and sometimes stuff comes out. And yeah, I mean, lately either, either it feels like it's happening. Go ahead, Ray. It's like uh, Ryan. We had a conversation recently uh, when um, about Morrissey. Mason's name came up, and uh, you mentioned something like, "I could not watch his movies anymore." Oh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, and then coincidentally, like I happened to come across like one of his movies, and uh, you know, uh, realized like yeah, like he was like a really good actor, and he's in a lot of really good movies, and you know, I can so separate. You know what he's done. Well, you know, uh, as as far as you know, or like all the issues that he's had with his actual acting ability and stuff like that. Because I don't really know him as a person. You know what I'm saying? Like so. Yeah, exactly. That's that's kind of the the, the odd part about it is you don't know them personally. It's like if somebody dies, like when when Harold Ramis died. I loved Ghostbusters and I loved a, love, a lot of his other movies, but I really wasn't that affected because he's a celebrity and I don't know him, and yeah. I'm not going to feel any like differently from and just I, this person that's on TV. You just have a cold heart. You just have a cold heart. I, I mean, it's why. like I'm sad. I have empathy for it, but it's not like when if my grandma were to die because I, I grew up with actors, her. Just, yeah, where it's just like, oh, man, like, just like Chadwick Bo- Boseman like, recently. Like, yeah, that, that was very sad. Yeah. That was unexpected, and he had such a great run of movies, even outside of the Marvel movies with like 42 and, and just he was just a great talent and then gone so quick and that's the sad part but it's just like i didn't know him personally yeah so i'm not gonna like have a funeral in my backyard or anything but yeah i'm obviously gonna be pretty sad and upset but not like crying about it it's like that old saying though like you know never meet your heroes or the people that you admire because sometimes it will like you know lead to disappointment or, or you'll find out that this person is actually an asshole and really oh yeah exactly and so <laughs> yeah it's, well, especially true well, when it's a musician and stuff like that well, you know well, like if if beetlejuice comes on right and beetlejuice or ferris bueller's day off you know jeffrey jones was busted with child pornography i mean I still watch those movies, and it doesn't give me as much cringe as like when I see some of the wrestlers that got caught in the speaking out movement that are still employed for some reason. I mean, I, I don't know. It's like I, I don't cringe for Jeffrey Jones, but like when Will Ospreay wrestles in New Japan, who basically got a wrestler blackball because one of his friends allegedly raped her. It's like, where do you draw the line? Yeah, you know, one of those going back into wrestling, I 
grew up a big wrestling fan and the whole Chris Benoit thing. He was one of my favorite wrestlers of any era. And he ended up strangling his wife and his child before killing himself. And, and it just it ruined his legacy. And it didn't really affect me to the point where I can't ever watch any of his matches. But you can't watch any of his wrestling matches without thinking, you know, you know what he's going to do. You know what happens at the end, and it's it's just it's more sad and depressing. But I can still watch his stuff, and, and you know I can appreciate him for what he put out there and for who he entertained, laid his body out on the line, which was the cause of probably his issues. He had he had some concussion issues, he had some mental issues, he was probably on some kind of painkillers or steroids, and and you just you don't know what's going through people's mind, and he snapped and did that, and it, it's kind of that same thing. You just don't know what someone's going to do but do you not like it anymore or do you just separate reality from entertainment yeah exactly it's just like a case by case with me like louis ck i can't listen to him anymore michael jackson i'm kind of like eh, like what all the like i don't know it's like i i'd like i used to love his music and back when i was younger and then hearing stuff i'm like it's, it's weird and then it's like with now with i listen to more seeing the smiths all the time and he says stupid shit and then like jk rowling she said you know trans trans stuff and like i've been watching harry potter every weekend with with my son um, I guess I guess how you look at it is don't let those people that are assholes ruin what you enjoy. But if you want to support it after you know this stuff, that's your decision. That's on your conscience. Yeah. It's, it's that big of a deal. It's I guess it's based on each person and how they feel. I mean, some people are like, oh, they should just take down all the Harry Potter rides and Universal and but, that burn but my books. Parody and and the damage of of their. You know, either their comments or whatever they might have done. You know, I mean, uh, I'm definitely not forgiving when it comes to a heinous act like whatever, you know, when it comes to, you know, something like pig fucking. What child- <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> I want a fish fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I derailed the conversation. It's like work conversations. Uh, <laughs> that means you're on to the next topic. Yeah. Well, Go ahead. Well, um, I will allow you to speak, Mr. President. Well, going – I mean, obviously this is like the most important election of the year. I mean, have you guys done – does your state have mail-in ballots? Have you guys done that yet or are you doing it in person or – I'm just curious what you thought. I mean, I don't, we don't need to go too into politics, but I'm I'm gonna try to do in person. The problem is I'm checking daily um, for my local election thing, and they haven't listed my polling place. And I'm like, yo, it's literally like I don't know, 27 days to election day or something like that at this point. So I think when o- early voting opens up in Rhode Island, I'm just gonna go to my town hall just to make sure I don't get screwed. No, I, I live literally probably 600 yards from my polling place, but I've seen how the people act in this area and pretend that this thing don't exist. So I really don't want to go to a, a, you know, Western Pennsylvania fire hall and vote in person with, you know, the, the most intelligent people that flunked out of high school. So I'm, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to pass on that this year. So I, I have my melon ballot ready to go. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm content uh, just uh, mailing in the vote as opposed to even going to, to my local polling station, which is like literally like two blocks away. So, but you know, I'm just I'm fine with the whole mailing situation. Yeah, I did the mail in already. When I we we last weekend we dropped it off at the secure box, and with it, and that was on a Sunday, and within that five minutes that we were there, there was like seven people there just dropping in stuff so I'm like that's encouraging at least for New Jersey um, but I, I keep checking the website every day just to see if they got it and like so far they haven't gotten it so I'm like alright this, this thing's just gonna be so drawn out it's just gonna be a, just a giant fucking headache I mean it already, it already has been that's been, been, that's been 2020 in a nutshell that has been so. the last four years beyond yes yeah well, I'm, I'm talking about with this year being like a, hey, can I get a redo on 2020? <laughs> Let's start over. Yeah, like what I was saying, though, is like Trump is going to make grandiose claims anyway of how the election has been rigged and, you know, how it's been taken or stolen from him and all that stuff, you know, if he loses. You Everything know, that he says, you can just throw out it and say the same thing about the last election. If he thinks that it was fraudulent now, then it was fraudulent then. So it's not going to go away peacefully. It really isn't. It's go, it is going to drag out the whole process. Yeah. And the parties are going to be behind it. Like the conservative party is definitely going to be behind it. You know, and because people believe what they hear and see on TV, you know. So. Oh, I know. It's, it's, it's going to be a mess, you know. It's going mean, to get ugly. Which. It's already it already is ugly, and like he got COVID, and he's going to do like events already. I'm like, do you realize you're probably the source? <laughs> <laughs> I seen something that he's going to do a live health check on one of the talk shows or the Fox News or something that he's going for. Like they're going to give him a physical on TV or like turn your head and cough, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> Bend over and say, ah. The amount of, of friends that I have that have gone from, you know, being of the Democrat Party or just an independent party and have actually moved the conservative way, you know. Like, and I just some don't of get it. Are, like, very progressive, like the most progressive people that I've known my entire life. And they're going, like, the conservative way. They're going the Republican way, which is, like, really weird to me you know and, and well, did they get new jobs and, and did they take like move up the corporate ladder is that why <laughs> I think people people just feel a lot more secure with their money and how they manage their own money and they and the way tr people like Trump you know um, speaks to the public and and all this other stuff like you know, pe people feel that their 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 money is more secure. You know, with you know the conservative mind of thinking. You know, so. Well, yeah. When you go Democrat and liberal, they're going to be burning down the suburbs, right, and taking everyone's guns and ammo so Losing they can shoot white-tailed deer. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The housewives are going to be lost in America. Taking your guns away. It's kind. It's kind of interesting how they can manage to straight up twist the narration and just convince these people of these stupid things. Like, unfortunately, I was having a conversation with a family member who's been twisted by someone from the other opposing side. And he's got my father believing that if Biden becomes president, the whole country is going to shut down and be rubble in two years. And I'm like, 
Oh my god, they actually believe this. Did they miss what happened this year? Did they not realize what was <laughs> yeah. going on? Like, yeah. like, like I, I, I like the Biden ad, or not, it was, it was the Trump ad about Biden's America that pulls stuff from what's happening under Trump right now. Like, what, what, what are you trying to throw out there? Like, it's happening now under you. I don't think yeah. I can mentally, mentally take it. Around too, though, you know, a lot of a lot of people are, or you know, that are moving on to like conservatism, or you know, or Republican thought, or you know, um, they're basically like they feel that that there's this like liberal, like you know, radicalism that's happening now, and and you know, I mean, but we could say the same thing about you know conservatism too, you know. I mean, there's no dog whistle anymore with racism. It's out there, you know. Um, yeah. Just, just check out that, any Facebook page. Part of that has a lot to do with the leader that we have for this country right now. You know what I mean? He's made it acceptable yep. for people to speak their mind. So now people are, like, are, are a lot less afraid than they have been in the past to speak their mind. You know, and, and and you hear a lot of ugly things as a result of that. You know, so it's it's, it's actually very disturbing. It is, that. and it's it's it made me it's it's making me want to draw a line in the sand and then go. If you think this way, if you support him, person that wants to take away people's health care and just is this pure racist or fascist. And I don't know. It's like you're just a racist enabler, even if you might not be. You're you're enabling his behavior. And like, would you would you want your children acting acting like him? You know. So it's like. So I've like, in a way, I've kind of cut some of those people out of my life because like I don't want to be associated with them. So it's it's getting to that point, and it sucks because it's you know they're loved. But let me let me let me kind of ask. Yeah, let me kind of ask about that because I mean, let's face the facts. We've all got some family and some friends that maybe we've hit a weird impasse, you know, because of these things that it's like, we can't have conversations with them now. So let's say the election goes and Biden wins. I mean, how do we kind of turn the page and move past this with them? Because I mean, they're at a point now where they won't change their minds when we have conversations with them now. And they're going to be following the assumption that everything was rigged and that it's not a true win. And, you know, it's, it's going to be years of people just still following these points that have been spewed out there. And, and it just, it's probably not going to end anytime soon. And it'll probably even lead into the next election. Yeah. I've always said like this whole bipartisan politics shit is like for the birds. You know what I mean? Like the system has to change. And like, you know, most people won't accept change. They won't put in the work to, to change the system. You know, so we're unfortunately we're gonna be stuck in a hole for a very long time where people are either gonna choose well what they've been born and raised with their whole entire lives. Well, you know, like blue or red. That's basically like how it is. You know, it's it's gonna become very black and white, or at least it has been black and white for a long, long time. And then I was thinking the same thing there, Ray. Is politics it's kind of like music that you can't just have this or that. I don't want to just listen to reggae and indie rock all the time. I want to have a little bit of everything. I feel like listening to Typo Negative or Fear Factory or Overkill one day. Yeah, Chris is it. happy. Yeah, and then the next day, Sorry. I want to. I want to listen. I want to listen to Bob Marley and you know Prince Buster and and the Boss Tones. It's just you. There's a little bit of good on each side there. But you can't just have here's the liberals and here's the conservatives. You know, yeah. 
people just have to realize there's 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 ideas from both sides that if these parties would just work together and yeah. say you know I don't here's my plan this is what we're doing we're sticking to it and then the other side's just like oh no I don't like that here's my plan we're sticking to it and nothing happens like with the next stimulus thing that's been floating around since what July yeah, just I, like people just need to work together talk things out and yep. debate about it you know just just put it out there not nope nope you're red you're blue i don't like you but the problem with it now is at least with if biden gets elected i i mean he's not my first choice but at least he is someone that you can work with and like that's what the problem is it's like this this cycle of going four years of this person or eight years of going and then it's just like this circle that just never gets it just spinning in the mud of the tire you know it's the lesson of two evils you know and yeah uh and of course you know being an american you know um I hold the role of the president to a very high standard, and our current president right now does not meet any of those requirements. So, no. he's, he's a celebrity put in the politics. That's what it is. That isn't any good at either of those things. With my, with, with, with my you know, punk rock ethics and mentality, you know what I mean. Like, how can I support a guy like this? You know what I'm saying. Exactly. Exactly. He's he's a, he's a corporate fat cat who wasn't even good in business anyway, you know. And he somehow talked his way into becoming the leader of of a nation. And know? they they want to privatize everything. And and you know when things get privatized, guess who's the ones that have to suffer and pay for it? The yeah, people. I don't like my health insurance. I don't like my health care provider. I don't want to keep that. I want like I just I finally just paid off because I got a luckily I got a bonus check. I was one of the lucky ones to actually get a bonus check from my company. Um, but half of that, I paid more. Just for that one check, I have paid double the amount of money of how much taxes was taken out than what he owed last year in taxes. Oh, yeah. And, and then so all that went to my remaining medical bills. And it's like, fuck, that sucks. Like having to use that. <laughs> it's like medical bills. So I don't have debt. <sighs> Who brought up politics? Sorry. <laughs> it was on the agenda. You, you told us beforehand. Be warned. All right. Yeah. Um, Let's go from politics to Funko Pops. That's okay. We were uh, talking. We were talking about New York Comic Con. Yeah, Comic Con. Missed. I just missed. Like, yeah, taking pictures at that. That you you miss being crowded in shoulder to shoulder like oh. sardines with seven thousand other people. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, yeah, I mean, like, take pictures. I saw, I saw the 10 inch child. Yeah. We've got Mandalorian to look forward to, um, end of the month, which I'm hearing mixed things on what to look. I mean, the, the trailers look good for it, but I don't know. I've been hearing rumors that like Pedro walked off the set he was arguing with the crew and then, and then Gina, what's her face, which, you know, she's trolling people on twitter and because of her com conservative background so it's just like all this like drama in the in the behind the scenes so i wonder how it, the show season two is going to to be they, they should have just got carl urban to play the mandalorian because he doesn't care if people see him he just he's he knows that people know he's there and that's all that matters just going by the trailer though i mean it, does, it still looks awesome you know so let's face it you're gonna watch it anyway 
Oh, yeah. I'm gonna watch it absolutely. Yeah, but I was hearing like, oh, like he's in it for the f- like the Mandalorian. The character is in it for the first half, and then since he walked off, or th- th- like I don't know if it's been fixed, but that's what the rumor is. Like, and then the second half is more about other people that are. It's like the rumor was he wanted to be seen more. He wanted to show yeah. his face, have more, you know, actual acting scenes without the helmet. But that kind of totally defeats the purpose of the character, right? I don't know. I mean, that's how it was in the first season. Like, I guess he didn't come on to the show until like a couple months into shooting. So, like, they were using body doubles anyway, <laughs> and then he did all the, like the the voiceover stuff afterwards. But that's coming out the end of the month. I just I just finished The Boys season two yesterday. Uh, that that came out for the, the last or the final episode of the second season. It's renewed for the third season, so I recommend seeing that. But. Yeah, um, came out today, but for some reason it's been coming out since the premiere has been coming out on Thursday nights, so I've been watching it Thursday nights. Yeah, I, I usually catch it on Fridays, though, but I didn't realize like that the season was this short, though. I didn't realize like this I think one it's eight. Just... I, think, I think it's eight episodes seasons. I think last season was that, too. Oh, yeah, but it has We're it so used to ten, been... yeah. It's already eight episodes? I, I, I guess. <laughs> Six or something like that. When did it start? October, September? <laughs> Didn't they release three episodes or something right off the bat, though? Yes, it was three. Yeah, that's what happened once. That's what. So, I don't know, but yeah, I've been enjoying the season a lot, actually. I, uh, I like the show a lot. And um, I like the fact now that they've been showing an episode every week as opposed to like just putting it all out on one day you know yeah i i like that um for certain shows or i'll just wait this works it definitely works for this show because you anticipate it and it's it is a good show anyway so you're willing to wait that week and yeah you do anticipate it you do anticipate to see what happens next plus i don't want people to spoil everything like in headlines on social media just oh here here we caught all nine episodes or whatever already in the first day and it's like well what the fuck i didn't even put on the first one <laughs> are you kidding nervous is gonna make like five videos of each episode of the mandalorian when it's released so just unfollow him now i don't follow him anymore <laughs> he's still watching walking dead though <laughs> uh, yeah I'd, yeah i just watched that i watched the um I guess it was the premiere, but it was really the finale of last season because they just they got postponed. And the thing is, though, is that it was supposed to be the finale, but yeah. they're actually at six more episodes before the season officially ends. And then it's going to go into what will probably be like a two-year season because it's like whatever twenty-four more episodes, uh, you know, in the final season. So that's probably. And then a, a Daryl and Carol. Uh, spinoff and then there's other spinoffs so I'm like don't they know like just to cut things like they had like that other like the Walking Dead Beyond I'm like I'm not wa- watching this I, 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 I tried it I, I tried watching it though I, I don't really like it honestly. the characters are not interesting at all yeah I stopped know. watching Fear too because I like I used to watch Fear and then it, I was just get the storyline was stupid yeah it kind of got better though when it became like a, a post-apocalyptic western I like parts of it, and then I was like, Morgan, Morgan, every episode, we gotta help people. And it's like, oh, fuck off. (laughs) Chris, what have you been watching? Oh, 
um, this I've just been kind of all over the place. Um, in October, I'm trying to do uh, I'm trying to watch 31 horror movies throughout the month. I did that last year. Just 31 different movies. It doesn't matter if it's something that's a little funny, lighthearted, like Beetlejuice, or if it's something like The Howling. Try to do that and um, watch a lot of wrestling. Uh, New Japan is in a tournament now, so when I wake up at five in the morning, I get to watch it live. <laughs> or you could just tape it. You know, they have these things called DVRs. Well, I mean, it's live, and when I wake up in the morning, it's watch the news or watch a bunch of Japanese guys yell at each other, and I'd rather watch the Japanese guys yell at each other than watch the news. Brian, you were showing your age there. Why can't you just tape it? Well, I say tape because it's record, sorry. Yes, because you're, you know, ancient. I'm I'm, Speaking of which, though, Put it on the Betamax. My body clock, like, you know, forces me to wake up at, like, 5 a.m. now, so you know. You don't watch stuff at night. Who me? Yeah, no. I can't up at night because I, you know, a lot of times I have to wake up early anyway to get to go to work. So you know, but then no matter what time of the night that I I sleep, I, I still wake up at 5 a.m. Oh, uh, so even like when you had a day off, you would still wake up at 5 a.m. I'd wake up though, but uh, your shit clock—that's what it is. Oh, I said it's like your your, your shit clock. Where it's like your stomach's like, oh, you're getting up. <laughs> Four in the morning. I don't care. Go poop. Oh, yeah. oh is it just me? Sorry. I'll pull back to sleep. You know, like so that's fine. But I'll still wake up though at a certain time. You know. Well, you have to kind of be up at what, like four in the morning anyway to get to where you're going to work and get through traffic, don't you, Ray? Well, for me, that's five. You know, five. so I have to work by seven. You should be watching career opportunities. It's very fitting. <laughs> it takes place in Jennifer Connelly movie, 90s. We're all lost on that one, Brian. Well, I, I remember he's stuck in t- custodian for Target, <laughs> <laughs> like night at the museum. Yeah, um, Ray's in there, and all the all the uh, Millennium Falcons start taking off, and R two D two goes off. The pops walk around. That would be kind of that would, uh, yeah, that would be kind of fun being stuck in a. I, what was I, that movie, Mister Mister Something's Emporium, Mister? Oh. Was that with Jim, anyone- Jim Carrey or or someone else I'm thinking of? No, I can't remember who it was from. Oh, it was probably like 10, 12 years ago. Mr. Magoo's Emporium or some crap like that, where it was like this toy store. Mr. Something Wonder Emporium. Yeah. Was I did a review. Mr. Magorium Wonder Maybe Mr. Magorium's Wonder Emporium, and it was kind of like a toy store come to life. It was a magical toy store, and he was, was looking Terry for Gilliam? somebody to... No. The last, the, the last Heath Ledger movie? No. That's a, that's like Imaginarium Emporium or <laughs> the no, Emporium. That's, that's... <laughs> yeah, it was uh, Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium with Dustin Hoffman. That's what I was thinking, but I didn't really think it was Dustin Hoffman. Wow, I'd never seen that movie. <laughs> you know, it was kind of a weird concept. It wasn't it's bad, a, but it's a movie in which Borat like accidentally orders because he he has like the the on-demand remote like stuck up his ass. You ever watch Borat? Like, yeah, I mean, uh, speaking of which, it's, co- yeah, it's, it's coming out in two weeks, the new one. He orders it by accident because he was, like, shoving a remote up his ass. 
Uh, the second one looks I mean, good. That... He has like like the concierge or something like that to to like help him get it out or something like that. Sounds classy. Yeah, that's gonna be coming out on Amazon October twenty third. Uh, Borat two, and it's like. The title's like something about like Mikhail Pence and somethings. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, it's this longer title for than the first one. But I mean, his last show that was Who Is America on Showtime. That was excellent. That was we had a we were laughing at it so much that we had to pause it to rewind it again because we missed some things. So I'm looking forward to Borat too. Um, I'm trying to think what else is coming out. In the future on streaming, but I can't. Cobra Kai season three, WandaVision. I know Ray's been trying to tell me to. Everyone's been telling me to watch Cobra Kai. I'm like, it's on the list. I just finished. I, I watched uh, three seasons of Ozark, which was excellent. I, I was I was for like months. I was telling Joe to like check it out. It was like years. He was trying. Ray was like, I'm like, all right. Well, I'm I'm not paying for YouTube. Red or whatever yeah. it was, a premium I, crap. Either though, but, and I watched it up on YouTube because YouTube, YouTube made it available for free for like four months for both seasons. Yeah, and I, I just didn't get around to it. <laughs> yeah, if you had like, YouTube TV that you know you could access it too, and that's kind of how I watched it, and I was like, wow, this is great. That all of a sudden, like you know, recently when it was on Netflix, all these people were like, hey, watch this new series. I'm like, yo, I watched that like a year ago, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got primed for for it leading up to it and watched the first four Karate Kid movies and then just kind of jumped into it. I was like, I was like, this? like, I've only been telling you about this show for like the last few years. And I said, I said, I'll watch it. I'll watch it eventually. And then when they announced it's coming on Netflix, I'm like, all right, well, that's easily accessible. I don't watch stuff on my computer. Watching it the second time around, though, like cause once it reached Netflix, I was like, oh, cool. Like, you know, I, there's certain things, obviously, I forgot about the show, but. Yeah, and then it jumped to like the number one stream thing in the world <laughs> all of a sudden. Do like, you need to watch the first two movies to watch it, or you should watch yeah. the first two movies? Or less not than... really, not really, but it, it's good to jump into at least the first one. I would say. I have to. Um, my the next thing I want to do is buy Apple TV just for um, the long way up with Ewan McGregor, um, which I love his long way round, long way down series. That's that's coming out or that's been out every week now. It's been on on Apple TV and then my, my brother's been and everyone that I, has seen it. Ted Laszlo on Apple TV. They there's like a raven about it how good it is. So I'm probably gonna purchase that at some point but I'm kind of waiting for all the episodes of Long Way Up to to go so I could just binge it instead of having to wait for it another platform I know I, I, I've been for the last couple of weeks I've been uh, debating whether or not to cut the cord or not for cable and been arguing with them <laughs> and just I have like a spreadsheet now of how much I pay and all the services and my cable and I mean, give or take, it's only $50 difference. Um, so I just like called the retention for cable and got them to knock it the price down a bit. But like they raised me like $16, $20 or something like that. And I'm like, so I was trying to call them. And then last week I, I did. And then I go to go like watch HBO on last weekend and I'm like I don't have HBO the fuckers downgraded me to like a different package so I didn't have HBO or Showtime or any of these state stations for like a whole weekend five I know. <laughs> well I want to yeah, look just, John just, Oliver though you know 
Well, just just dump just dump it and keep internet connection, and then you can get some like YouTube TV. They've they've expanded everything. They have the Viacom package now, which is what I use. And um, I mean, if that's too much, I mean, you could get both sling packages. I think for under fifty bucks, that might have all those channels and more. That's not actually available on that plus uh i mean what's it cost more to add like hbo plus or something or hbo premium or whatever it's called well it's hbo max that's 14.99 but um there's i was looking into it i, I was probably going to get was fubu because it had msg and some sports stations because i'm such a jock um fubu yeah, fubu like, for us by us <laughs> yeah it was like 80 dollars for like a, a package of a bunch of stuff that you can watch live but it also had msg and some like hockey and soccer stuff. So, what are you gonna do? Watch the Rangers losing the playoffs again? Over they and over. Even get to the playoffs. It was three <laughs> three games and yeah. then they're out of the bubble. <laughs> well, they, that technically was the playoffs. So, uh, so it'll count. Yeah. Yeah, how does this work with hockey? Because technically they'd be picking right back up right now, right? They did like, the draft just, yeah, just recently did, yeah, and free they, agency opened. I think they're aiming to go into, what, December is when they're going to restart? No, it's January 1st they're aiming January. for now. Um, things keep getting pushed back. So I don't know how that's going to, as far as sports go, because I know, like, with the Jets, like, they can't even beat COVID. Like, they, they had, like, football, like, they had to uh, – get quarantine now because some players because what football is not doing what hockey did it was like they had in soccer well soccer had a, like a little bubble basketball had a bubble but basketball, yeah man. basketball did baseball did for i think the playoffs they are i don't follow baseball but yeah yeah the, the nfl was just traveling to and from and some cities allow fans just, some aren't yeah I like just, the tennessee I it's gonna work tennessee the Tennessee Titans are a team that just there was like 20 people from their organization that just tested positive within the past two weeks. They've already postponed a game. They pushed back another game a couple of days. So it's just like it, it doesn't make sense why they're doing what they're doing because yeah. it's week four. It's going to continue happening. And like they don't they didn't account for pushing games you know, they'd have to run a shortened season. That's the only thing I could say is if they shortened the season by six weeks or so. But, but, with, but, hockey, but hockey, it worked out well because it was in a bubble. But I just for the new season, I just don't know how it's It's probably going to be like 25 percent. Like or first will probably be no people in the stands, and then I'll probably eventually the same way where they'll probably do concerts. You know, they'll probably just. Well, I know I saw an article today that said Miami just uh, proved maximum capacity at their stadium, which is like 65,000. And it's like, how could you do that, man? Yeah, 65,000. Florida. Shit. It's Florida. What do you like? Yeah. They don't care. Just that Bugs Bunny gif for just sawing off Florida. Sorry, mom. <laughs> and Disney. Sorry, Disney. Well, I was, I was skeptical. I mean, with Disney, it's kind of. I was like, yeah, well, why are they doing it? But it seems like it's it's going okay down in Florida. But you don't, as far as people not getting COVID, but Disney would, probably wouldn't tell you anyway if people got COVID. But just the amount of layoffs they have done with all the cast members has just been so sucky. With What was it? There's just another like 28,000 people they're yeah. going to be laying off or something? Yeah, it's I, I feel for them. It's, it sucks. It's that in Disneyland. 
because Disneyland hasn't opened this entire time because it's California, but it's like people are pissed off at at the governor. But it's it's like there's a fucking pandemic. What do you what do you want? It's the same thing. Like, I, I would to, like to go to a movie. I need to get my haircut. <laughs> what are you talking about? I need to go get some new tires from a pickup truck. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else did we not cover? Since it's since I'm probably not going to be a new, doing another podcast for a while, I figured we would finish things up with our favorite Halloween movies. Since Chris, you already kind of brought that up a little bit, but I figured we we would talk about what like what are some go to Halloween movies. It doesn't have to be horror because I'm not really a horror fan, but I mean, I get scared. I, like Adam's Connor's family, probably, Adam's Connor's family. probably braver than you watching those movies, isn't he? He's scared of the fucking bathroom, man. He's like, <laughs> like Daddy. Then he really is your. He I'm really in, is your I'm kid. in a meeting with my boss. He's like, Daddy, I have to poop. <laughs> I'm like, Can you go by yourself? No, that's gonna eat me. <laughs> I'm like, What is gonna get you? <laughs> and and it's funny. It's the like snake he, that's in the. He toilet. wants the shower curtain op- closed. Like he wants the whole. And I want it open because I have a. I have a phobia of it people behind it so he, it's like we're kind of conflicted <laughs> i know and one time i'm gonna have like oh, gonna, someone's gonna be like boo you know i'm gonna be like piss my pants piss myself someone needs to just stand in your shower with the thing closed so when you open it they're like could you close that please close it <laughs> just a little slower <laughs> i'm going to the bathroom in here let me all I'm, I'm shitting in your tub. <laughs> golden shower, golden shower. Ha- Halloween movies, Halloween movies. All right, Joe, yes. you go first. <laughs> oh, Halloween movies. I, I like to go for a little bit of local flavor, so Dawn of the Dead's always one of my favorites around this time. Uh, Beetlejuice is definitely one. The Adams Family movies. Me oh, and my wife Adams. love watching them. Yeah, those are, those are such... Every time I watch Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values, I just there's something new that I find funny about it. They're just it's just so great. Great when you were a kid and then you watch the stuff and then you realize it's it, you, there's it's for everybody. There's so many things in there like all right, that that was definitely for the adults at that time. Yeah. I and like I I enjoyed the re uh the rebooted animated one, but it wasn't the same as like those. those I haven't ones I haven't out. watched that one yet. I plan on watching that one this season. So yeah, it, it wasn't terrible. Um, family itself, though, isn't it? Because Adam's family was originally a comic strip. Yeah, that one's more true to the comic strip, right. Charles Adams comic. Right. Yeah, and then the show came, and then decades later, the movie came. So. Yeah, I just like that humor of it, yeah. I'm moderately interested in seeing it. I mean, when it comes to Halloween stuff nowadays, I kind of – I don't really watch too much horror stuff. I'm not into the blood and gore stuff. I still – I'll watch like Friday Friday the 13th. I'll watch – I still love Friday the 13th The Nightmare on Elm Street. But if I'm sitting down with my wife, she's not too into those type of movies. So we kind of watch the more – family related stuff or just try and introduce some new things to her like Beetlejuice that she hasn't seen yet Monster Squad Monster Squad is amazing Wolfman, Wolfman's got nards <laughs> which there's a documentary coming out by right, that name right. about Monster Squad Goonies I kind of I consider Goonies a Halloween movie do any of you guys I don't. maybe because it's got pirates in it but yeah 
Well, speaking of pirates, I'm like, I kind of was watching this, the Dead Man's Chest. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of ha- Halloween. Harry Potter, I kind of put in that. I always kind of, because they, they always came out in November. So I kind of. But lo- they're, they're like, a lot of them were, wasn't there a Christmas one, like a Christmas well, setting for one of the There's Christmas movies? in it, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it kind of jumps all over the place. But I get what you're saying, a little bit of like witchcraft and yeah, sorcery. Just, yeah. Like Sleepy Hollow is, I always end up watching that after Halloween because it came out in November, and that's I always remember it coming out like Thanksgiving time. But I consider that a good one, the Christopher Walken one, <laughs> where he just that's Johnny right, Depp. Give another here. line here. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was the one from like around '99 with Johnny Depp, right? Yep, and uh, okay. the guy who played. Darth Maul was the horseman, and Christopher oh, Walken, and Ray Parks, right? And it's just so dark. Someone when they killed off that little kid, I'm like, oh, I, I can't watch that scene. It's so it's so tough. Another Je- house, another Je- Jeffrey Jones callback. <laughs> the House movies are one of my favorite series too. That's kind of underrated. The house. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes is another one I watch around this time. Mon- I like kind of go for like the campy stuff too. That's Ma- kind of Mac and me. <laughs> I got little. I got little monsters to review. All right, yeah, little monsters. <laughs> where like yeah, the movie where like they they gave a kid the piss to drink. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> totally eighties. Fucking Howie Mandel. Yeah, Howie Mandel. I'm like, wow. And Fred Sav- was Fred Savage, and then. The other Savage, right? Wasn't it the younger Savage? Brother was in it too. Macho Man Randy Savage. Little monsters. I'm trying to think what other Halloween movies that I tend to like. I mean, Army of Darkness. That's a good one. Which yeah. Adam Kuzer got me into that one back in the <laughs> early 2000s when he he like was hanging out at our place over the weekend. Other ones though. Which ones? I saw I I saw Evil Dead Two. I've seen the series. Um, the series, that's one thing. But I think I've seen the first movie. It was kind of I felt like the second one it was it was better because it was more like jokey the way I kinda liked it. They it was just like let's do the first movie again with a bigger budget. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. The first movie was like more of like an indie movie. I don't think I actually finished the first one. I was like, yeah, fuck this. The second one was like the first half is like the first movie, and then it and then it goes into its own. You know what's a good underrated horror movie that doesn't get enough appreciation? Is I think is Cabin Wolf Cop. Wolf Cop. Wolf Wolf Cop. (laughs) Wolf Cop. Jesus Christ, Vampire Hunter. No. (laughs) (laughs) That is an amazing movie. Um, No, it's Cabin in the Woods. And then Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Those ones are like just really great. I've heard a bunch of people say about Tucker and Dale. I never watched them because they look look stupid. It's fucking funny. Watch it, watch it, watch it. That's a a really funny movie. I highly and recommend Cabin that one. Cabin in the Woods too is a, is actually a very good movie. To me, Cabin in the Woods is like a love letter to horror fans. Wasn't that remade like six times though? Cabin in the Woods. Am I thinking of the same thing? I feel like Chris Helmsworth, and then it's like it's kind of has some jokey stuff to it. Yeah, um, I think up Cabin Fever with Cabin in the Woods. 
No, it's not Cabin Fever. This is Josh, Josh Whedon, whatever his fucking name is. There's a movie that's similar that's in my mind that it's just it seemed well, they remade it. It was like Cabin in the Woods or Saw, something along. Saw twenty six. Saw. <laughs> What's that, Ray? Cabin Fever was remade like two or three times, basically. Wasn't the one with Chris Hemsworth in it? That's Cabin one of in the Lee Woods. Okay, yeah. I thought that was a remake. No, I don't think it is, but it's a good one. You should definitely check out those two movies because they're, it's, it's like cartoony gore. If you're not in, if for anyone that isn't into too much gore, if it's, if it's like Army of Darkness stuff, that's fine. I'm alright with that. I mean, I don't have a problem with it, or I'm not affected by it. It's just the Saw movies are a series that I just am not into because it's just yeah, it's like that. And the the hostile movies is like let's spend porn. five five yeah. minutes slowly moving an arrow and or a needle into someone's eye it's like oh that's very exciting no, that's like um what the hell is that movie with emily blunt um the, the quiet quiet place like the, that yeah that's what <laughs> james james blunt no not james blunt <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're asking um, about halloween movies so you just stuck and stayed with joe but my my uh my my go-to Halloween movie is uh, is Halloween, like by John Carpenter. What's like, it about? <laughs> Michael Myers and how he how he can't be Austin Powers again, so he goes and kills a bunch of random people again. And then his killer phrases, "Yeah, he baby, couldn't shag anymore." Now, Ray, you were talking to me about what the newer ones. You said that some of the newer Halloween ones were decent. Only the first one. I didn't. I didn't like the, the second one. The one by the the ones by Rob Zombie. You're talking that was, about? yeah. What's the most recent recent one? That's but they're doing another one, isn't that coming oh, out? Yeah, the, 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 there was a recent one with Jamie. They, they brought Jamie Lee Curtis back, and that was terrible. I didn't like. Was it supposed that to be a continuation was, of the original one? The one with her back in it, or Danny McBride of all people? Who? Danny McBride. <laughs> Like wrote wrote a Halloween movie. All right, and that it was it wasn't good, and it 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 just um it acknowledges the first movie, but it disregards all other Halloween. Movies. I, I read the Wikipedia page of it because I'm too scared to watch. It. <laughs> I, was, I was curious about the storyline, so I'm like, you know, I'll just read the entire thing. Probably like the most it is like one of the most classic like horror films of all time, but it's it's genuinely scary. It's like the music, the the pacing of it, you know. It's um that that's a very effective movie. Yeah. But another go, another go to Halloween movie for me though is 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 ironically uh, another Carpenter movie, The Thing. I still yeah, I haven't seen that one. But then again, I'm not like a fan of like too much scary stuff because I just have fucked up dreams and I mean that was like a what 80s 90s that's one of those classic kind of thriller movies that they had Kurt Russell was it, yeah was it early early 80s late 70s 82 maybe, maybe. Oh, for the thing I gotta look yeah they up. didn't they didn't straight up rely on CGI and loud noise scares they actually did a prequel of that too which I didn't I didn't care for I didn't like what was it called? The pre thing? No, it was called Thing. Oh, Little so. Thing. Oh, 1982. <laughs> wow, I'm right. Ding, 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 ding. You win a new prize. 
What was the one, um, the other John Carpenter movie, Dead Zone? Was that him? No, no. That's, uh, that's, I think that's David Cronenberg you're thinking of. Okay. Not, maybe not. Maybe not David Cronenberg, but. Wait, who did, but that was one of Cronenberg. It doesn't have anything to do with Dead Zone, um, Carpenter. I was at a screening with Cronenberg and Howard Shore, I think, for the history. Uh, no, not the history of violence. What's the other one with the, uh, Vigo? Oh, Eastern Promises. I was at the the mall in, in West Nyack where they did a screening for Eastern Promises. And Howard Shore, the composer, was there. David Cronenberg. I mean, then we had to go fill out all the, like, the, what did you think of this movie? What did you listen? Write it all down. And what's that? What's that? You were the spot. Who remembers the David Cronenberg movie where there's these two characters and they're they're at a Chinese restaurant and they're eating they're eating like this cooked like animal and and they're eating it so that they can get the bones and they convert the bones into like a gun or something. <laughs> what the what? fuck? I don't know. movies are really weird. Those are your like, thoughts, it, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea what. That. The whole movie ended up to be a video game, and they were like, it was just like a focus group. Like all the characters that were being killed off over the course of the movie were like these people that were in a focus group, and they were playing the game, but they but they couldn't tell what was reality from the game. Uh, There's like this weird scene where they're eating a, like a creature in a Chinese restaurant, and and uh, you know they they have to eat it so much where 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 they expose the bones, and then they're actually making you know a gun out of out of the bones like that's like the like the secret weapon or something like that that they have to use to kill the boss or something like that huh. mostly like all of you are like <laughs> that work? yeah yep. another, Keep going, movie, right? another movie that popped into my head that it's not really horror but it's like it's kind of mighty python gore gore stuff but it just came out this year it was called the hunt and it's like it's very like political satire on like the 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 leftist elite go and capture all these like like but they so they postponed that movie though yeah. right it was about because I remember seeing like advertisements for it and but it never came out for some reason something like, well it came out in VOD and and yeah because of COVID and like yeah they postponed it because of gun shootings or something like that and then yeah then COVID happened and then they, just, they released it in March or April but Damon Lindelof he co-wrote it so it's got some quirkiness to it but it's 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 one of those movies that kind of it's kind of um, it's almost in a way it's like the Belko experiment that's another one that's kind of that, oh, yeah, yeah. that James Gunn did or he co-wrote but it's it's similar to that where it's just uh, the gore is just so over the top and it's witty witty storytelling. That Cronenberg movie is called Existence. Existence. I've heard of that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it though. I haven't seen so many Cronenberg movies. What's up? I don't. I haven't seen too many Cronenberg movies. Didn't he do The Fly? Who did The Fly? Cronenberg. Cronenberg did The Fly. Speaking of politics. <laughs> Return of flow. Oh yeah, he did do that zone. He did, yeah, he did do that zone. Drop zone. Drop zone with Wesley Snipes. <laughs> <laughs> he paid more taxes than Trump. So this is- <laughs> Didn't he go to jail for that? <laughs> it's weird because 
that that show now reminds me of, of like Trump. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because like the who like who, you all seen that zone, right? Oh yeah. No. With that zone. Give me so, give me a. So Martin Sheen is like the villain of the movie. Martin Sheen is like this senator who becomes the president of the United States, and he and throughout the whole movie he's being followed by the by a henchman like this goon who wears like you know um, a leather trench coat, and he's like the guy that that uh blackmails like all of like you know um yeah he's his he's his handyman pretty martin, much yeah, yeah yeah martin sheen's like political like you know enemies or whatever so you know i remember like thinking even when trump was running for president i was like this guy is like the martin sheen character from dead zone because christopher walken's like, main character and, and he gets this power that when he touches someone he sees the future and when he touches Martin Sheen, right, he's he sees the the basically nuclear holocaust happening. Huh? Yeah, he takes his hand at a rally, like he bumps into Martin Sheen, and shakes his hand at a rally or something like yeah. that. Yeah. He ends up seeing he ends up seeing Martin Sheen as the president, and and um, it, it's like a matter of pushing the button, and like nuclear war starts basically. And Christopher Walken, he's kind of going crazy throughout the movie, like is this really happening? What should I do? Do I need to take him out? And he realizes, you know, I'm the only one that can stop this. I'm the only one that knows that believes this is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a little psychological sci-fi thriller. Rationalizes because the psychiatrist like asks him like if, if he went back in time and, and he encountered Hitler before Hitler became Hitler, would, you know, he poses the question, would you kill him? Knowing like all you know all the atrocities that this guy's going to be to do, you know, and so basically that's what it is. It's like you know Christopher Walken like coming to that conclusion that yeah. Does he, he can dance do that. at all in the movie? What up? Does, does he dance in the movie at all? Christopher Walken dances and everything, doesn't he? He, he dances in uh, <laughs> in the Fat Boy Slim video. <laughs> um, I'll, yeah, the movie sounds interesting actually. I, I have to look that up. I watched it recently. It was on, I think, I can't remember. It was on Netflix or something. But it's out there streaming one way or another. That's a classic. And that's probably, that, that and The Shining are, are my favorite. Yeah, I just saw The Shining back in the wintertime because I had to review that, um, the Doctor Sleep, which yeah, that... that I saw that recently, and I really liked it a lot. That Doctor Sleep was excellent. I actually liked it, and there was just that one scene... That I won't spoil, but it was just involving, of course, a child. Where I, I might swear Stephen King hates fucking children. Um, <laughs> it was just like so disturbing, though. Just what was like happening, like what are you oh, okay, yeah, yeah, with I the know. kid, you know, like, and he's like calling out. It's just like it was kind of. That was a disturbing scene, though. Yeah. So. Yeah, but the rest of it, I mean, I I did like it, and The Shining, I definitely liked. I thought, say, I avoided The Shining for just years because everyone's like, "Oh, it's really scary," but it wasn't really that scary. You actually, you actually, you actually revisited The Shining to watch Doctor Sleep. I never saw The Shining, so I went and watched. I think I don't know if I just like requested it out of the blue to review it, and I'm like, you know what? If I get it, I'll re- I'll watch The Shining. I'll I'll man up during the day and I'll watch. It. <laughs> and, you know what? You know what? You'll probably like a lot too, though, like because The Shining is an excellent movie. Like the Kubrick film is excellent, but they actually did a a mini series, like in the '90s of The Shining, and uh, and that was actually really good. That's that's actually more tr- book. You're thinking of step by step. 
I'm thinking of actually The Shining where Steven Weber. I think it's Steven Weber. Yeah, Steven Weber for the Wings? From Wings? Yeah, from oh. plays the he plays the Jack Nicholson character in the in the uh, in the miniseries. Huh. Okay. I didn't know that. That's why I pick it up though, because I know you're a Wings fan and you probably <laughs> Yeah, like we it. could turn this into the Wings podcast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, all right. No, just no. Ray and I. All right, I'll talk about Thomas Hayden Church, and that's about it. We'll pour one out for Roy. He passed away this this year, or last year, and yeah. Um, now well, you're speaking Stephen King too. There's the Stan series, the new Stan series that's supposed to be in the works now. I think yeah, it Amazon is doing it. I think. Yeah, you know, and the and the thing about Stephen King adaptations is that they. They've got really gone up in quality over the last like twenty years, so you know. It's oh, probably the been- Outsider—that's another one that that's on HBO. It's a miniseries. What? It's called The Outsider. It's with um, the guy that was in Rogue One, Ben Mendelsohn, Mendelsohn, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and um, oh yeah, yeah, oh, okay, the, that's the HBO. Cynthia Arrivo, Arrivo. Um, yeah, and then Jason Bateman, Bateman was in it a couple episodes. He directed some episodes, but he, I think he won. That yeah, I, I, I didn't watch that for some reason, but people been telling me to check that out. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I reviewed that. That was one of the last things I reviewed because that has dried up lately. Uh. It was a big of like hard boiled stuff, like True Detective and stuff like that. So. Yeah, the first half of it was kind of like that, and then it kind of goes into more of like The Shining the doctor sleep kind of like psychic kind of and like weird kind of so i think some people didn't like it as much because it kind of all of a sudden it turned into something different but i i ended up liking it um that's uh, yeah and then the watchman on hbo so i kind of watched those stuff watchman was excellent yeah um which i guess everyone else at dammy's liked it too because they want to buttload but it was a funny thing i saw um to change topics to talk about amazon again so they're they're working on the new lord of the rings like tv series but i guess they're trying to make it into more game of thrones so i guess there's gonna be like nudity <laughs> or something so it's like a lot of the lord of the rings people are like all right all the penis all around yeah I'm like what salmon frodo frolicking naked in the fields like they did in the books it's the break between second breakfast <laughs> my old gaffer <laughs> i know uh, amazon's also doing a fallout series based off of the video games if any seen that if you're familiar with that the so fallout franchise bill, uh, bill and ted face the music did oh, you right. see that yep yeah i bought yeah, it that was good yeah so 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 who so what do you guys think though? Did you like it a lot or I liked it better than Bogus Journey. Oh, Bogus Journey's better than Excellent Adventure. What are you Fuck talking about? That shit. It has the Reaper. Enough said. And station. Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> it is it's not a good movie, but it's a memorable movie because it's it's definitely part of my childhood and I remember, you know, it's one of those movies basically where when you're a kid, you force your, one of your parents to take you to see it, <laughs> and, and and like it just it, it it's just part of that list. Like it's it's in your dad's list of of shitty movies that that he's seen because of you. <laughs> well, you you had to be a child of the '80s to watch those movies. It was like Wayne's World. You had to be a kid of the '90s to kind of watch and appreciate all the little 
things that happen, nuances in the movies. Yeah. Um, speaking of something scary, my, so I've been trying. We, we've been showing Connor ET. Um, and uh, he's scared of it. Well, parts of it he isn't. So like, he'll watch the movie, but then he'll want to watch the, the Universal ride, like the whole ride through of it. And then I showed him the commercial that came out on Thanksgiving where it's like he comes home and it's all nice oh, yeah. and sweet. But he got scared of that because he was hiding behind the fucking snowman. <laughs> so, and then, and then other times I go... Like I'm like, what are you scared of ET for? So I was like, kind of was doing like the ET noise, like when he runs away, like, Meh. and he like I never seen his face like change and like just turned white, like he was totally scared. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, this would be an interesting topic. What was everyone afraid of when they were kids around this time of year, or in general? Brian, this can go for you now. Yes. What are you currently still afraid of? Uh, the dark. Um, like what was that? What was that? What was that one? Yeah, you know, what was that one thing or one movie or, or one particular monster that just like you couldn't deal with? Like me, it was Godzilla. I used to hide on top of the couch with blankets over my head every time Godzilla came on on some like Godzilla nineteen eighty five, the less goofy ones. Connor when loves when you would Godzilla. hear you'd hear the footsteps or you'd hear the roar, I'd be up under covers and I'd be peeking out. I was like, he's gonna step on me. <laughs> I. When I when I was a kid, I was scared of a painting that was in my liver, living room. It was a Picasso like painting, and and like I had dreams when I was a kid of, of this Picasso painting whispering, whispering <laughs> at me and like calling at me from 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 across the room and stuff like that. The fucking the, the picture fucking scared the shit out of me. <laughs> did the, did the eyes cool. move and follow you along? <laughs> yeah, that's some Ghostbusters two shit right there, man. Yeah, it's Vigo. <laughs> and I really appreciate it because because like I you know I love Picasso, <laughs> you know like I love him and shit like that. But you know you didn't at first. <laughs> Like my my family would have like these old creepy dolls. Like my dad would get them at like garage sales, and then like at my grandparents' house up like upstate New York, they would have. It was called this this like five foot doll, but it was all her eyes were all weird, and it, it she would they would just put her out in the window. And it was her name was Rosie, and so it was just like such a creepy. It's like it's made out of fucking horror movies. <laughs> that's that's the, the opening scene, the one right there. Five foot life size creepy porcelain doll. Yeah, it's there's some things like that. Yeah, but I I mean I would close the shower the shower curtain like I mentioned before. I would I would I wouldn't be able to go. I mean, where Connor's afraid of the dark is from me. I'm like I still sleep with a nightlight on just because I don't want to so, bump, bump into my. So when I was a kid, though, I had this thing where like. I would see things like in my peripheral vision all the time. There would be figures and people. Like it was, it was the strangest that was, thing. That was ghosts. Like in the corner of my eye, there would be somebody in my kitchen. You know what I mean? And my brother would even say things like, "We would be, we'd be like in front of the house, across the street, and my and and all of us would be out. Like my family, everybody. So nobody would be in the house. But then my brother would say, "There's somebody in the window. There's somebody in the window, like looking down, like in our living room window." And I and and like that would immediately get bumps and stuff like that. But what's him called? Um, I don't know. I, yeah, but it it lasted for a long time for me, me seeing like these figures in my peripheral vision. And then one day, like I just didn't have it anymore. I didn't see it anymore. But it was just a stigmatism. 
<laughs> yeah, it was probably just like those. What, what are they called? Like the black spots? Yeah, the the. No, they're the spots, but these are figures. It's it's like yeah, it's like like sometimes like you'd be walking and then you'd swear you would see somebody across the room, but there's nobody there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I yeah, I think people get that. I mean, I've I've definitely, I've I've heard. I thought I've heard voices like. I was like in the kitchen of my parents' house, and I like I was like the last one coming up the stairs, and I thought I heard someone go, "Hey!" Like right behind me, I go, ah! and I run up the stairs. It was just the the heater coming on. Yeah, probably, and that's like 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 the Home Alone scene with the in the basement with the furnace. Then he's just like, "Hey, shut up!" Yeah, and now it's like I'm just like, "All right, you're gonna watch me take a shit. Fine, go ahead." <laughs> Well, like, like, have you guys ever listened to Ozzy and then you're like, you hear, get the gun, shoot, 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 shoot. Oh, like the other, the, the, uh, am I playing it backwards or am I just, oh, uh. Oh, okay. No, 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 no I just eat bats when I listen to Ozzy. Oh, that's the suicide, right? The, like his friend who committed suicide or something like that? Was it Suicide Solution? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I had a ordinary chance of suicide. I had a dream that I went to see an Aussie concert when I was like five, but I know it didn't happen. But it was like the the what was it the um, oh uh, what was the album cover with the chick with the bat wings? Ultimate Sin. Yeah, I think so. And and I had to have been like four or five when that came out, so I know that I wasn't there, but I still vividly remember being there for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. I saw that was my second concert was Aussie. The no rest for the wicked. I think in 1989. Yeah. Back in the the good days of Ozzy when he was just throwing buckets on people, it didn't sound like he was. Yeah. Pissing on the Alamo. Yeah. Back, back in the days where where like people would throw bats at him, and <laughs> they're supposed to be rubber bats, but he picked up one day he picked up like like a yeah, like, natural like, like a mummified bat that somebody threw at him. And he bit, he bit the head through it, not realizing it was real. And then he got COVID. Then he got COVID. Wait. That's <laughs> where it all started. Conspiracy what? man. <laughs> I'll finish it later. <laughs> Can somebody fry this for me, please, Sharon? I want a bash. Uh, all right, I think we're getting into goofy territory here. Uh, well, this we, is we fun. Didn't, we didn't hear from Chris's Halloween movies oh. yet. Well, I mean, so which ones have you seen so far? Well, we were talking about um, his his go tos. Well, I mean, I'm obviously going to add Beetlejuice to to the uh, viewing is soon. Um, but like, uh, obviously, Monster Squad is there. But um, I just watched Night of the Creeps by Fred Decker, which I think is a Great classic. If you haven't seen that, please go out of your way to watch it. Um, I'd also I'd also recommend American Werewolf in London and uh, at least the first Howling movie because after that they get stupid. Ernest go. Ernest scared stupid. The Howling movies are not good at all. But I remember I remember being scared of the first uh, Howling movie because they used to show it all the time when I was a kid and. For what you know, I always remember that scene where there was there's this guy that turns into a, to a werewolf, and that always scared the shit out of me. But um, yeah, I've never seen. I that. couldn't have uh, 
Night of the Creeps is a great movie. That's that's actually one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Yep. Has any of you ever seen the original The Crazies? I know it's been remade. It's it was one of the early Romero films. Kind of if you look at it in a way, it kind of feels like it's the beginning of the, the Night of the Living Dead stuff, but I just recently watched that. And it's kind of it basically takes place in a small Pennsylvania town, and there's an outbreak that happens, and people are kind of starting to go insane because of this thing that the government was trying to hide. It, it kind of really fit with the times of the stuff going on nowadays. I'm not wearing too. a mask. This is America. It, it's like I, I'm not wearing a hazmat suit when there's an outbreak two miles away. I'm just going to go right in in my jeep, and we're going to take over this town. And then they're like, "Well, there was like." five truckers that we didn't stop that just went and spread it everywhere. Well, <laughs> uh, we're doomed. Well, I think, I think I'm spent. It's been an hour and a half of doing this. So I think we should, uh, I don't know. Good luck. If anyone has finished this episode, <laughs> we all gotta, we all gotta put our chin diapers back on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough of you guys. It's good to see you. I hope everyone's so safe. Man, fog, the, the, the mask wearing the, the, is so annoying, especially when I got like whiskers and then like fogging up my glasses. It's I can't wait for it to be over. Um, whenever that is, it's probably going to be a whole other year of this. I don't know. If, I, I just ordered three more. Right? This is the last episode of the podcast. No, I mean, I'm probably, I'll probably get back into doing more, but <laughs> unless I, unless I lock myself into the loony bin after the election, I don't know, depending on the results. Maybe we need to keep doing it until the election to keep us sane. Yeah, I mean, I'm, oh I'm, I'm paying for hosting, so for podcast hosting, so I, I guess I should do some more episodes. Not maybe actually interview people, but that takes time and, you know, an effort. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like you gotta think instead of just talk whatever comes out of your mouth. Yeah, I mean, with, I like these episodes because I just shoot the shit with you guys. It's talking to someone else that isn't my family. You know, it's like they're, <laughs> they're sick of me. You know, it's like, but, um, but yeah. So next time, I think we should everyone get good mics, <laughs> and and we'll have we'll have some more discussions. Maybe we'll we'll, we'll plan one soon. Uh, maybe, maybe we would have just like one topic to talk about the entire time, and just I don't know what that is, but be something. Thanks, more. Thanksgiving movies. <laughs> yeah, that, that will be tough. <laughs> <laughs> Political thrillers. Ooh. Um, like Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, I got to show Connor that one. That's the next one. I've been trying to show him some Marvel movies. But all right, guys, it was uh, it was great talking with you guys again. It's been a while, um, and we'll do this again. Maybe not this group, but maybe we'll mix it up next time. But maybe I'll have a pick Chris and then Ray, and then another time we'll do. <laughs> we just need to have it like a Zoom meeting. Let's just do one with fifty people talking over each other. Yeah, you got to use the raised hand function if, to talk. And if we have a couple more people on camera it'll be like hollywood squares i'll take jim j bullock for the block <laughs> <laughs> and on that note <laughs> all right guys take it easy all right all take right. care bye-bye